Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free over on Patreon. Way back in another lifetime, still on basically Bravo's highest rated show, we sat down with the one, the only, Captain Sandy. We talk about everything that happened. I mean, you know, listen, talk about Malia. We talk about Hannah. Do we believe everything Captain Sandy is saying in this interview? This interview originally took place August 23rd, 2020. That was our first year. I mean, I cringe on certain interviews I conduct today. But when I look back at these early ones in that first year, I don't know. I cringe as well. But what do we think of Captain Sandy? So much has happened. So much has happened between her and Captain Lee. So much has happened between her and Hannah, her and Malia. We cover some of that. We foreshadow so much more of that. Take back and enjoy this chat with the one, the only. Have you all heard this one already? Listen again. But I think a lot of you, because we have so many new listeners are listening for the first time. The one, the only Captain Sandy. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. And we are joined today by the one and only below deck Mediterraneans, Miss Captain Sandy. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you. I know you are a very busy woman, so I really appreciate you taking the time. Where are you quarantining? I'm in Denver, and um, yeah, it's great. I mean, you, the sun's out all the time here, so I can't complain. And you have space. 
Yeah, we have a lot of space. And there's a lot of places that, you know, when you go outside for a walk, there's plenty of room, which is, you know, good, I guess, you know, like I'm a social being like most human beings. And so it's difficult, but you know, you follow the rules and the guidelines. Seriously. And I know you were asking me about New York. I mean, it's bad here, but you know what it is? Like I've been staying in my apartment. So like when you're in, you don't really, like, I think it's probably no worse here. Like just from like a daily point of view, other than the fact that we're in apartments, we might not have a backyard. I still feel like we're not like, I'm not like on top of a hospital or anything. So like, I don't, I just feel like trapped in, like you said, like I'm a social being and I get to the point where I'm like, it'd be nice to be around human beings today. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank God we have dogs. See, that helps. Yeah. So, so you're just, it's you and your girlfriend and your dogs. Yeah. You're quarantining with. So that's nice. Yeah. So what else is going on? Are you excited for the new season of Below Deck Med? Yes, I'm excited. And, you know, we're really busy because there's a lot of, you know, talk right now. And um, I wish I could say yes to every person that reaches out to me, you know, with messages and podcasts because I'm a person I always want to be attainable and reachable but there's a point where you just are depleted and you got nothing else to give and you know um and volunteering time is you know it takes a lot of energy and sometimes you got to put it back in your bank and lately it's been a lot of podcasts and um you know, and I'm grateful because I want to, I want uh, people to watch the show. And more importantly, um, you know, the maritime industry is a great industry and uh, it's a, has a deficit of crew and people. Um, unfortunately, the virus has really locked a lot of boats down. A lot of crew are locked on board. Uh, can you imagine our, if we were on lockdown with the below deck crew? Well, that I would love. Yes. I spoke to Malia the other day. I think she's on a boat. Yeah, she is. That would be amazing. So, I mean, like, is that what I think? I think it would be crazy. (laughs) Yeah, but like in a good way. Oh, my God. That would be so much fun. Uh, Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think it could be a, you know, a place for disaster. I know a lot of my friends, they're quarantined. um, And my friend owns National Marine. And he's like, you know, they're just, they're just feeding the crew, man. They just deliver the food, drop it. Drop it out the passerelle, the crew come out, pick up the food. But I mean, at least we have space. You know, some of these super yachts are really big, but imagine if they're on a small boat. Right. It could be difficult with all those personalities. Because remember, people get hired, they don't know each other. So you have right. to, you know, hope their personalities mix. A lot of people come from different pasts, have different personality traits. So it's you know, it's not a job that you, what job do you live at besides fire department? But fire department or, you know, rescue, they go home every third day. You know, yacht yeah. so it make, makes for a mixture of, you know, it can be a lot of love and a lot of yay, but then it turns to, you know, something explosive, which is, you know, it's, it's not an easy life, uh, but we choose it. And because, you know, the money's good. And you get to see a lot of great places and you learn about different nationalities and different languages. So that's the positives. Was that your motivation? Like, well, how did you get into yachting and why? Was it like the travel or? No, just... I, I, I answered an ad in the paper back in the day. I was a really? mess. I needed to get a job and I'm like, that looked good. And then I worked for a guy 
he was just an, we crashed the boat wherever we went, the captain. Oh my God. Captain Crunch. And I thought if he can do it, if that's all it takes, I got this. Uh, and then I pursued a career in it, to be honest. But, you know, I didn't wake up and go, I want to be a yacht captain. Hey, there was no jobs. Like, you know, really the yacht world didn't really explode until the 90s and then to 2000. You know, in the 80s, they were small boats. And it wasn't like it is today. Interesting. And then, I mean, I'm sure you've been asked this question a million times, but... So, I mean, even, I mean, today, but even back then, you know, like when you decided, okay, I'm going to work my way up. Like my goal is to be the captain. Like, how was that? Like, were you met with the, like a woman captain? I mean, I'm sure you were. No, I worked for a guy. No, I used to. So when I decided to do that, I went back to Florida because I was on a boat. I know I got on a boat as a crew and I was a boat slave. And that was the guy that was just, I did every, I cooked. I mean, I didn't cook. I just cleaned. I, I was always working. I came back. And then I started working for a company where I washed boats and I learned the maintenance side. So I had a Jeep, a boat buck, you know, bucket and a brush. And I drove around with my top off and washed boats, got a suntan, had a great job, made a lot of money. And then a guy came out and he approached me and he said, Hey, I'd love to hire you full time. And that's how it happened. And I went to work for this individual. He invested in me. He sent me to sea school and you know, I stayed with him for nine years. I was loyal. And then he sold the boat and I went from a 92 foot boat to a 157 foot motor yacht that for my first build in a shipyard. Actually, I went through two builds with that current owner of uh -huh. nine years. And then I and learned every aspect of that vessel. And at the same time, went to school. But you need sea time. So I got the sea time in those nine years. And that's, you know, from there, I just kept climbing. So it wasn't a captain, it was an owner that, you know, invested in me because, you know, when I started, there were not, <laughs> boats were small. I was on a 67 foot Hatteras. I mean, they weren't like, you know, they are now like the, you know, it was like, that was probably like a $4 million boat today. They're hundred million. They're more, they're, it's insane. They go 30, 40, 80, hundred, $200 million boats or euros. What's one of the worst experiences, not even as a captain, just like where you've had charter guests and, you know, either on below deck or off, you don't have to mention names where you're just like, uh, these people are just so, you know, I mean, I'm sure some of the demands are crazy. You know, when you are in a professional setting, no matter what, um, you address the principal client. So there's always one person that's in charge of their guests, right? So right. I just call them on the bridge and we have conversations and I just said, we're, we're not here to kill your dream your charter. We're here to make it, you know, incredible. And largely people that charter uh, this size vessel, they're pretty, you know, they just don't want to be friends with the crew. They want to be served and they're not that crazy and wild. I think on our show, when you add the cameras, it makes for, I think it creates a different level of stress and people seem to kind of go off the rails. And it's unlike that, you know, I only had one client one time back in the day where he was rushing, he was screaming, he's going to sue. That's the only, that's the only word I could understand. And he was screaming at the Marina uh, guys at Porto Chervo in Sardinia. And that's so busy. It's so hard to get doctors there. I called his broker and I said, you need to get your client under control or I'm letting him off the dock because he's going to get the boat blacklisted because, you know, the boat name you know, we represent the boat. Right. So someone's screaming off the boat at the dock guys, 
you know, because they're not getting, you know, to the dock fast enough. Cause you really at their, their schedule, you know, you go in, you queue up, it's the busiest port I've ever been in. Um, and there are lines of boats ready to get, you know, placed. And he w- was impatient. So wow. that's the only time I've ever had to um, call and tell on someone. And do you find like it's a lot of the plus ones? You know, it's not the principal. No, not at all. No, no, no. The plus one, the one, the people like that, they're really gracious. Majority of the people who are of wealth, who have earned their money, okay, are really, they get it because they, they got there by working hard. You know, I'm not talking people who were gifted money. I think those people are very different. I fortunately haven't had those experiences because you know as a charter uh we get to choose you know the owner will say you know what i really you call other boats and you check out how they hey what was your client like did they destroy your boat you know and you because you know clients can be blacklisted because boats won't have them on board if you're trashing a boat they're not going to have you i mean these people don't need your money Right. It's not a business, not a, you know, a need. This is, you know, just to offset cost and to keep their crew busy. That's not a need because they own these yachts. You know what I mean? Like, so we that can turn down. So I think largely when people, you know, charter brokers rep- represent uh, their clients and they know, hey, they fit them with a certain boat and certain crew. That makes sense. And then on below deck, do you think it's not even just the stress sometimes, you know, like people are like, oh my God, there's cameras. Like, let me have my moment. Like, do you get that from the guests? You know, I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. Um, when you watch the show, you see I'm really not a part of that. But, you know, I always say the camera never lies. They know if you're authentic or not, right? Right. You see who's manipulating and who isn't. And I think, yes, that's true. Some people play up to the camera, but uh, largely I think people are just wanting to have a good time. And I also think, you know, considering, you know, why would someone go on a show to be filmed and sometimes have their crew make fun of them? You know, that's a big, a big and pay, you know, this costs money. It's not free. And uh, I think most people do it because they want to promote a product or, you know, have an experience that they can share for the rest of their lives with their friends, which is, it's more affordable. Uh, So that's my thoughts. I don't know people's motivation. 
Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. What about, what would you say your style as a captain is? And I know I've heard you answer this before, but just for everyone who hasn't, like, what are like the one pet peeve or one or two things that really just get on your nerves? I would say a pet peeve. I answered this yesterday. Actually. I know. Um, I heard you answer it yesterday. Yeah, you know, I like clean floors. And um, I, you know, because when you walk from the galley or you walk from a, a stew area or anywhere, um, you're going to track it onto the carpet. And also it just makes the boat look dirty. You know, when you walk in and the, the floor's not clean, you think, Hey, this place isn't clean. So I, you know, it's back in the day when I worked for John Flynn, I used to be clutter. Uh, no, he gave everybody a role. Someone was clutter control. Someone was fingerprint control. Someone was like, it was so funny. We each had jobs and it was fun, you know, so everybody pitched in. So I wasn't stuck doing all the work. So we'd have his guests pitch in. So I was uh, the floor, you know, I had to maintain the floors and the, you know, so when you see dirty floors, it's like, you want the boat to always look pristine. And I don't, I don't, we don't wear shoes. I don't want food all over my feet. And so that's my thing. That makes sense. Oh, and the other thing is when people don't answer their radio, when I call. So for example, if I call a crew member to the bridge, it isn't wait a minute. It is, I can understand if they're with a guest they come right after, but this isn't up for you to decide. When I call you to the bridge, you come to the bridge because I'm not gonna call you if it isn't urgent. And I'm not gonna show the urgency over the radio because I never call the crew to the bridge because I never disturb them in their job. But when I do, there's a reason, so you come. And that's the only other thing, And you know, just like uh, when, um, well, what's her name? June didn't answer the radio, it was, you know, and I confronted her, it's like, if you don't answer it, and I gave her my radio, so there was no more excuses. And that's the part, and every captain will tell you this. You answer your radios because communication is essential on a vessel. Without that, you're screwed. Yeah, there's a lot going on. How did you get involved with Below Deck? It came to me through a friend. Like someone said, they, you know, they reached out to me. I didn't seek it. And I wasn't sure I was going to do it because everyone's like, it'll ruin your career. It'll... And I thought, you know, it landed in my lap. I'm going to try it, see. And then I thought, if if nothing else, I could be an example of what the yachting industry is. You know, like, we're a real professional industry. Just because a viewer watches and they think we're friends, we're not friends. I'm their their superior. You know, like, ultimately, I am in charge and I'm responsible for their lives. If something catastrophic happens, God forbid, one of them gets really hurt, I'm responsible. I get held accountable, not the owner. Because see, we're on a foreign flag vessel in a foreign country. So we're essentially a floating country. We're governed by the laws of those countries. I can't tell you how many times. So if, say for example, a crew oh, member man. goes to jail. I have to bail them out. They're my responsibility. I can't just leave them there because they, and then if I have to terminate someone, I have to repatriate them. I can't leave them in a country. And it's so complicated. And a lot of people don't understand that. And when you, Hey, you know, captains go to prison and their license get taken away if something bad happens. And I will never risk my license. And I think a lot of the viewers think, oh my gosh, you know, they, I don't know what they think. They don't think it's a real job, but it really is. I think it's a real job. I mean, one of the reasons why I think it's such a great show is personally, I knew nothing at all about the yachting industry. I mean, I grew up in Connecticut. I live in New York now, but I just wasn't into boats. So I just think it's, yeah, no, it seems like a real job to me, which is what I think makes it such a great show is like you have this 
added level of it's a real job. There's real risk and things that could go wrong. And there's real life and death, death situations that are being faced. I can't tell you how many people like have, you know, off California, two crew members were just rescued, right? Did you read that article? Yeah. The boat sank? Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I, you know, fires, crew burned up in a boat, you know, like, um, that's why when we're on board, we, we're responsible for the guests. So the crew can't be intoxicated. They can't be under any, you know, medication, none of that because, or you can't get a job. You can't have these disabilities. You can't be colorblind because you can't see the markers. Like they're the Coast Guard and the Maritime, you know, MCA's Maritime Coast Guard Agency. You have to pass these tests. It'd be like your pilot, you know, it's the same thing. There's a lot of risk and we're responsible for lives. And if we're not alert when we hear a fire alarm or we smell smoke, we are, we have to get the guests. We have fire drills. We have grounding drills. We have safety drills. We, we drill all the time. It's required by maritime law. And I think um, our show doesn't really show that part of it, but there's a lot going on. Uh, you know, when you're during filming, like we yeah. we're responsible, like, and I, we make sure we train because, you know, they're all new crew. I've never met them before. Uh, I take off on a boat. Uh, we do have other crew that stay on board, but you know, it's a big job. It's a big risk and it's very stressful. Every captain will tell you that even though we look relaxed, that's because we have learned how to do that in front of guests. So that's our job. Right. And you, and you take on all this stress and you can feel it. It goes right up your back into your neck. As <laughs> you're going, I would imagine big waves and the waves are coming over and you're like, don't fall down the stairs. You're like, just be calm. So you don't meet the actual, so the talent that's hired and like the qualifications, like that's all screened by Bravo, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, that's what I thought. And then how is below deck like perceived in the industry from people that are not? You know, I think it's shifted over the years. I think now they see that it's bringing a lot more people to charter I think the end uh, Bravo's done a great job for our industry. Um, it's actually showing people they can have jobs in this industry, not just on yachts, but shipyards. There's so many, you know, opportunities in the maritime industry uh, for employment. Like you don't, you could be a naval architect. You could join the Coast Guard. You could do so many different things. You could be in a shipyard. Uh, you can be in sales, charter broker, or yacht crew, um, land-based provisioners. Like it's like such a massive industry. The state of Florida in 2018 um, uh, created in recreational boating in one year, $92 billion. Wow. One that's a, you know, that's, you know, people want to be on the water, not necessarily on super yachts. I think 80% was less than, you know, 30 feet. Wow. From oh, the past seasons, is there a season that sticks out from you, for you as like one that you just want to erase or one that was great for the no, past three no, seasons? No, I don't, I don't look, no, because I think experiences in life is experiences in life. And then as a captain, I'm, and Glenn and I talked about this yesterday, we're, we remain teachable for ourselves. It's like self-leadership first. And when you watch something, you go, yeah, I don't really like how I handle that. I'm going to change that behavior. I'm going to change, you know, maybe I take a few minutes before I address a crew or something. But, you know, that's easier. Sorry about the sirens. That's okay. That's I was going to say New York City. I thought you'd hear yeah. sirens here. Um, I hope that's not coming to my building. Uh, anyway, so 
I, uh, I just critiqued myself and think, you know, I didn't like, so for example, years ago, and I'll never forget this. I had just gotten off the call. It was a bad call. I was under a lot of pressure, uh, for work, uh, you know, getting ready to be audited. It's a lot of work because, you know, captains get audited all the time because we oh, handle wow. a lot of money. And I walked out and I just snapped at my first officer and I just saw his face. And I looked at him immediately and I said, you did not deserve that. I am so sorry. And, you know, um, and I was able to share with them because, you know, we don't really have a place to go vent. We don't have that. You know, who do I talk to? You know, that's the hard part. Yeah. I mean, that so makes sense. I think I wouldn't erase anything because it's, it's, um, you know, sort of defined who I am today. And I just do this self-improvement. That's, I think, a good attitude. What about Hannah? Tell us about your, what are your thoughts on Hannah? You, you know, guys I, work together. You know, here's the thing, like, I'm a captain. Hannah's a chief stew. And if the person doesn't do their job, I don't care who they are. I, let's just, the role, chief stew, right? It could be, you know, I don't know, anybody in that in that role, if they can't perform their duties, then I have to, you know, step in. It's not personal. I don't have, sorry. It's okay. I don't have a, um, with any crew, cause I've been doing this for so long. There's no agenda on my end just to do a good job and to give them the tools so they can do their job. I wish Hannah well. I, I, you know, I know, I know what Hannah wants in her life. She wants to get married and have a baby. She does not want to be in the yachting industry. She makes that very clear every time she's on board. I, um, you know, I tried, I encourage her. I give her everything. I have been there for her and I will continue to be there as long as she needs me. I, I do not, I don't hate anyone. I don't have a, I'm neutral. I don't, you know what I mean? I can't explain. Yeah. I just, I'm an authority figure and they're a crew. And so I will always do what's best, uh, you know, obviously for safety and then do my job and then what's best for them. And I've, you know, I've had many conversations with Hannah, you know, we, we, you know, we over the years have grown, like, I don't have anything. I, I think we're fine. I don't, I, unless I, there's something I'm missing, I don't see anything that's wrong between us. What about, like, have you worked with a lot of these people, like, in past lives, like, in just in the business? Like, have you ever worked with Kate Chastain? No, no, because I was in the med on super yachts. Um, you know, I was always in the general charter show and all these charter shows. Like, I was in a very competitive world. I had climbed, you know, in my industry. I wanted to be. I followed Vicky. Vicky was a, a captain on Motor Yacht Passion. She was the busiest captain. She won the captain's award. I was always, you know, I was a Fraser Yachts managed boat. Like we were always in, you know, nine comp supporting each other, but competing for the client. So I was at a different um, sort of level, you know, than I, these, you know, you know, Kate, I never crossed paths with her, but you know, we have an age difference. I've been boating in the med since the year 2000. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah. What about Malia now? I mean, our you know, I didn't mean, I didn't know anybody before our show, but I think Malia's like, you know, wants a career in yachting. I know she does. She's been 
after the show, she's been working on boats. She has not stopped. And she got her license. She's had her license before Joelle did. You know what I mean? Like she went and got her hundred ton right after she told me she just wanted to be a diver. I don't know if you watched that scene the next day. Yeah. But I looked up and she thought about it. She's like, well, I can't do this. You know what I love about her? She can, she's a great diffuser. She confronts, diffuses and moves on. She doesn't hang on. And she's very professional. And I think that she, you know, hey, we're, you know, young, you do, you know, you, you go through things. Um, anyway, I think you'll be excited to see Malia in action this season. I, I think I, so. I don't see, I, I'm going to find out things. Maybe she is kissing. I have no idea. I can't wait. What What do you think about this season is different than past seasons? Like, I mean, we see this trailer where you're someone apparently brings drugs on board or you think they might have drugs on board. You know, I think... Um, you know, for me, I always say this, this season was the toughest season on me, but the most rewarding because, you know, um, it's been challenging, but also rewarding. I can't explain it. It's like crazy when you think about it. It's definitely going to be the, the biggest wow factor ever. Like for me too, I, I just go like this. Is this really happening? You know, I, you know, I can't tell you, I don't think I've ever done that. Maybe a couple times where I go, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I ask myself, and then I call my other captain friends. Hey, what's it like on your boat? And then I don't feel so bad. I go in my cabin and I call captains that are on charter. And I go, you won't fucking believe this. So we all have these conversations and I'm like, oh, okay. This happens all the time. So, uh, because when you put people together and you, make them work as hard as they can and they have to pour it on and then they go out and party and then they it's like lack of sleep uh just the pure adrenaline constantly you're gonna have that explosive and it's my job to keep the volcano calm yeah i mean when, when you call your other captain friends are you just like oh my god there's a love triangle between this one and this one and no, like no, I, I, don't talk, okay. I just talk about you know all i want is for them to do their job and they're, and they're like, exactly. Can't they just do their effing job? Who gives a shit what's going on downstairs? None of us care. None of us want to know. We just want them to come up those stairs and do their job. Because that's what we signed up for. We didn't sign up for a love triangle. Right. You, know, you know, I didn't, listen, I don't care. You can have an orgy on the freaking crew mess table. I don't care. I just want you to walk up those stairs and do your job. Do your job beyond. Because we're competing from that boat, that boat, we have to compete for the clients. And if you just wanted to be served food in a restaurant, then go to, a, you know, like in a restaurant and go to a restaurant, you know, a super yacht. It has to be visceral. It has to be a theme. You have to like white glove service. You know, there's so many different types of service. You want that client's experience at the table to be beyond anything they ever experienced. And that's really what we have to do on a super yacht to justify, you know, the kind of money they spend and, you know, and they do critique us like, you know, the charter clients go back to their charter broker and say, and never book that crew again. Wow. Or I think those crew are amazing. I'll book those crew. It's not about the boat. It is about the crew. Wow. And how does the new chef compare to like chef Adam, chef Ben? You know, you have to watch and find that out. But I, um, you know, would you choose if you had to choose, would you take Chef Adam or Chef Ben? Those I'm not, are only you know, um, 
You know, I think when people uh, ask those questions and the chefs listen, it's, it's not, it hurts. I don't want to hurt anybody. I think Adam's come a long way in his ability as a chef. Ben has a, a trained Michelin star chef. Like he is, you know, Adam isn't that. But at, that doesn't mean Adam, you know, can't perform and do an amazing job. He does. Um, but they're just two different styles. I think I would want a new chef, someone new, uh, and experienced, um, different. You know what I mean? Because I like, you know what it is? I like giving people the opportunity. Bring them all on. I think we should have a top chef on board. That see would be amazing. Let's see if they can handle it. That would be amazing. And before we wrap up, one question, because this is where I first met you. How was BravoCon for you? Um, epic. It was the most organized. I was, The way they handled us. I didn't have to think about anything. It was so well put together. It was unbelievable. And I, they, I love that the executives, from the people that take, you know, the one person that's in charge of all the Bravo cast, there's one person, two people that's in charge of the Bravo cast. The way they organized this and how they handled us was incredible. And like to go out and meet all the fans. Like I saw you like during a photo op yeah, with so, Captain Lee. I mean, you were, you were. For me, everybody it. paid money to be there. I'm going to show up for them. I will always be that person. I will not, you know, you paid money to come see us. I agreed to come. I am going to give you everything I have. And, uh, you know, for I kept that adrenaline going. I can't explain it. You know, like, I don't even think I drank Red Bull. But I brought wow. I, I, I saw you in the market. You were with your girlfriend. Like you definitely, you know, you yeah. were so gracious to everybody that wants. And hopefully there's going to be another one, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I'm sure. Uh, you know, all depending on the virus in New York. After all of this. Is there any final thoughts you want to leave us with? Yeah. I just want to say when you watch the season, remember it's pure entertainment and that no one's out for anybody. That I think that a lot of emotions get you know, people get involved uh, when you're invested in your, your person, when you're viewing them on TV. And, but at the end of the day, we're all human beings and just remember that. That's a very good point, I think, to leave us with. I really, I cannot wait for the new season. It's going to be out this summer, which is going to be great. We're going to see a lot of things. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of DMs when it comes out. But, you know. You oh my God, there's so many. Even, you know, I... You know, just like I asked Captain Lee, how do you do it? He goes, I spend three hours every morning on it. And I said, you know, so I try to do that every morning. Really? It's like, you yeah. like try to get back to people? Wow. Oh gosh, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, like, you know, Twitter. It's like so much to handle, but you just have to give it that bandwidth and you want everyone to feel answered, right? Um, so now I'm glad you can record on Instagram because my hand, I got like, it hurts. I can't do this anymore. It's hard. It's hard. So that is amazing. Where can we all find you on social media to that point? If anyone wants to like your pictures, yeah, you know, until you have great you on Twitter, the same thing on Instagram. It's the same across the board. And the hard time. That's awesome. And I know you're busy. So like, I honestly and truly really appreciate you taking your time to of chat course. with me. Thank you for reaching out to me. I appreciate it. You're amazing. I will let you know when this is coming out. Thank you so much. You're welcome. See you Bye. later. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.